Let's raise our Bibles, make our declaration. We're talking about divine recovery, but specifically we're dealing with breaking unhealthy soul ties. All right, lift your Bibles. Repeat after me. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I will meditate therein day and night. I will observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell someone I'm getting ready to be blessed. You may take your seats. Amen. First Samuel 30. From the subject divine recovery, but more specifically, breaking unhealthy soul ties. Verse number 7 of chapter 30 says, And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. David's getting ready to do something. He's getting ready to handle this situation right here. Amen. That had, that had been taken from him. He's, a, get, he's getting ready now to handle this issue. Verse 8, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, God answered him and said, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Yeah. It says there that over there in verse number 17, And David smote them from the twilight even to the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men, which rode upon camels and ran and fled. Uh, And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that uh, that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And then I'll just go ahead and get 20. And David took all the flocks and the herds, which they drave before those other cattle, uh, other cattle and said, this is David's spoils. Now, as we look at this, of course, we see uh, what had happened uh, to David and his men, uh, that they had uh, been things that belonged to them. And David specifies that the, the wives and the sons and the daughters uh, had been taken and, and things have been burned um, and uh, just stolen and taken from them. Nothing, uh, the children and the wives, they were not destroyed, uh, but they were taken. And uh, the Bible says that David went to the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. He prayed and asked the Lord, Can, what do you want me to do about this? Uh, do you want me to go after them? Do you want me to pursue? And David heard the answer from the Lord and the Lord says, uh, pursue. And he told him to recover all. Bible goes on and says that David went into battle. He went into battle. He handled his business. He had already put on his ephod. He had already put on his priestly garment as before he went to the Lord to prepare things. And then the Bible says when they went to war, after David gave the command and they went to war, that they had destroyed the Amalekites. There were about 400 of them that got away and ran. God bless you. 
got away and ran. But then the Bible says that David recovered all. He recovered all. Amen. He recovered all, which which indicates that there's some stuff that he had to face that was taken from him. Some issues happened where things were taken from him. Amen. And then he had to recover it. Got permission from the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. The Lord says, go after it, man, and get it. Hallelujah. And because God's given us this word at this time, I believe it's a prophetic word and that God is saying to us as a people, pursue and recover all. Amen. Pursue and recover all. Go get it. You might have to fight for it, but get it. Amen. You, you may have to go to war about some matters, but get it. War may not feel good. But we're well equipped for war. Amen. Amen. Come on, just tell somebody, we're soldiers. Amen. I remember coming up in, in church, and I was in the little choir. I was, I was coming up in church, Calvary Baptist Church, and I remember coming up in church. I was in the little choir, and the little choir's name was the Calvaryettes. The Calvaryettes. And uh, there was a song that we used to sing, that we are soldiers. In the army. Y'all remember? Yeah. We are souls in the army. In the, we've got to fight. Although, though we, yeah. We've got to hold it up. The blood stain that we've got to hold it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Some of y'all came up in the same church I went to. Right? We used to sing that song. Right? And, we, and, and, and the reality is we are soldiers. Amen. We're soldiers in this. And as we're soldiers, Paul teaches us that we can't have distractions. As we go to battle, we can't have any distractions. We gotta be able to go, you know, we can't be so caught up in the affairs of the world and caught up in all this stuff. No. When it's time to recover all, it's time to go to war. You know what I mean? It's time to get down. All right. We're gonna fight. And trust me now, you might get hit. But that's okay. Come on. We got the shield of faith. Come on. We got the shield of faith. We got the whole armor of God on. We got the shield of faith so we can quench those darts. You know what I mean? Nonetheless, though, when a dart hit you, you feel the impact. But my point is, we're soldiers. And as we are soldiers, there's a mindset that we have. Okay? We're in this. To win this. Okay. Hallelujah. Now. So with this. Dealing with breaking unhealthy soul ties. Let's dig further now. Because if God tells David he can recover all to pursue and recover all. Then that's a word to us. That we can pursue and recover. How much? all now what is a soul tie a soul tie 
A soul tie or soul ties are unions that are created that knit things and people together. Soul tie. Unions that are created that knit things and people together. It's the joining together of two or more entities to make one. To make one. Now, those of you who have already been sitting in the class on Wednesday nights, uh, let's, I'm going to ask that you would hear this again for the first time. Amen. Ask that you would allow me to bring everyone else up to speed. And as you allow me to do this, don't check out, though, because you may hear some things along the way that you missed. But it's a joining together of two or more entities to make one. I had the class on Wednesday to write two words down. And the one word is bond. It's to bond things together. And then I'm going to ask that right next to bond, you can go ahead and put a backslash and then write the word bound. Bound. Hallelujah. I believe this is a message that our church needs to hear. Yeah. Soul ties are unions that are created that knit things and people together. And as it relates to unhealthy soul ties, there are some things that we are, that people are connected to and knit to that bring you down, that, that take away from your life, that destroys things in your life, that causes your life, here's what I'm after, that causes your life to be fragmented. Because we have come in contact with things and people, and we've established ties with things and people, and when we try to walk away or move away from things and people to go to something else, then we find out that we are connected to something else, but we're still connected to that thing that we tried to walk away from. Because of a soul tie. Yeah. It bonds you, causes you then to be bound together. The unique thing about a soul tie, that even though it talks about a bond that is created, watch this. There is a flip side of it that really speaks to the idea that once we have created numbers of soul ties... We realize that it's hard, it's hard to stay bonded to the right thing. In fact, it's hard to stay bonded to anything. The more soul ties that there are, it makes it more difficult for there to be a bond anywhere. It's easier to keep moving. And as a result, here's what happens. As a result, our souls, because we're so connected to so many things, 
part of us, part of our soul is over in California. Part of it's down, come on, down in Florida. Some of it's up in, in uh, Canada. Some of it's in uh, Illinois. It's, we, we're, we're so many places because we've connected with so many things and so many people. And the strange thing and interesting thing about a soul tie is that, especially when it comes down to people, I'm going to get into it in a second, comes down to people, when you choose to separate from a person of which you have a soul tie with, even if they are long distance away from you, even though there is a separation of flesh, there is still this yearning, this longing, this connection with that individual. I need y'all to hear me. There is a connection there. And even, watch this, even if you are separated, watch it, by someone, if you are told to separate, to move apart, and two pieces of flesh are separated, one on this side, one on the other side, here's what happens when there's a soul tie. That there will be Ways and means that will be devised to see the other person. Yeah, there'll be ways. There'll be, there'll be things that will be conjured up to see the other person. Can I get real for a second? We as a people, especially these highly, highly holy people. And here's what I mean. I mean, when I, no, don't, let me, let me, no, I don't want to say holy because I want to use it wrong. These highly developed religious people or that spirit, that religious spirit in people. We have to be careful about what we're pointing at. And what we're looking at when it comes down to people. Because you can see with your eyes that these two people or three people or whatever it is should not be together. You can see clearly there is no doubt in your mind that these people should not be together. I need you all to hear me. You can see that it is a highly volatile relationship. It is not healthy at all. You see that. Right? You can see it. I mean, you don't have to have a science degree. You can see this. Right? That they should not be together. Because this guy can't keep his hands off of her. He keeps hitting her. Okay? But you're trying to tell her to leave. Because you know with your natural eye, it is unhealthy. Okay, y'all don't have to say amen yet. Okay. It is, you know it's unhealthy. Okay. And then you take her and you tell her, girl, you need to get away from him. He's no good for you. 
Right? And you know, you know that's not a good situation. Dude all upside her head. You know that ain't right. Amen. Can y'all give me an amen on that one? <laughs> y'all scared. <clears throat> you know that's not right. You know it's not right. Right? But then she breaks down and she says to you, but he loves me. Go ahead. Do what you normally do. Go ahead. Say, you, you know, right? Go ahead. Do what you normally do. You know, she crazy. I know. I know. She might be for real. Okay. But what we do is we stand in this position of pointing our finger and we're very easily, we can detect it. Right. And then we tell her to leave him. But she says that she loves him and he loves her. Right. And, 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 and she can't leave him. You think she's crazy, but you think she's just supposed to leave. Right, church? Let me help y'all. She should leave. In case y'all think I'm going to say something. No, she should walk. Dude should leave her alone. She should walk. But here is my point. It is not as easy as your eyes see. Many times we miss, it's not right at all that situation, but many times we misunderstand soul ties. She don't like getting hit upside her head. She does not like the black eye. She does not like it. She does not like the pain. No matter what people think. She just does not know how to get away. Because there's a soul tie that has caused her to be bound to him. So she is willing now to take the hit for love. Or what she thinks is love. There's a soul tie. So we as religious people, we got to be careful pointing at stuff because it's so easy for you in that situation. But what about in your situation? Why can't you stop? We can call that one out because, hey, that's clear to see. But what about yours that's not so clear to see? What about your personal struggle that no one else has been allowed to look at and to interview and to judge? Because a soul tie says two becomes one. I can get you right now. Right? Some of y'all can finish the song. What's the next word? I know you know. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. Because when it's cold outside, got the money. Okay? Now, you know, that's generational. All right? I'm not too connected right now with songs of the day, you know. I did another one. For those who weren't here, I did another one. I said, wow, 
Right? Some of y'all would have gone, whoo! I've been really. Trying to hold back this. Right? Right? It'll take you to the moment. It'll take you to the place. Y'all better stop it. And um, my generation calls that real music. I ain't saying it is or not. I'm just saying that's what we call it. Let's get it on. All right. Now, now, now that's funny, right? That's real funny. But it connects a lot of people to certain places and things, come on, and happenings. Amen. See, and we're connected soulishly to it. Yeah. Now, when I'm, when I'm talking in terms of soul ties... I'm really talking about a connection primarily and predominantly in the area of emotions. In the area of emotions. That there is a blending and that there is a union emotionally with people and things. And so while we're trying to move forward, we can't get over backwards we can't get over certain things let's 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 just go here the person who's dealing with uh, an alcohol issue we call it substance abuse and then we call it addiction right we call it addiction all right and then we look at it we examine it that there's something in there that causes them to be knit to that thing Okay? They're knit to it. They're one with it. They're stuck to it. Right? They're stuck to it. And so while you tell them that they need to stop drinking, they cry and weep because they know they should. You tell them they should stop smoking, taking a hit. Right? You tell them that and they weep and cry because they want to stop. You tell them that it's killing them, it's bringing them down. And then they tell you, okay. I heard one guy told me, I can stop anytime I want. He said, I can stop anytime I want. He said, every year when Lent comes around, I don't drink during Lent season. I said, what do you do after it? I go back to drinking. So you can't stop anything. I said, stop right now, right now, right now, right now, stop. He told me he could, but he didn't want to. 
Okay. He was stuck to it. There's a tie to this that has gone inside of him and emotionally and mentally there is this wrapping around and this union that he has come or she has come into with that thing. Hello? Person who's been delivered from cocaine has a battle with things that are white. Some. Because they see sugar or see powder, the memory. Hello? Can I go further with it? When you're dealing with a soul tie, there is... Lord, give me how to say this. There is memory that's placed inside of you soulishly and in your body. That your body has memories. The memories come as a result of this constant development. Of the thing. It's nothing more than your muscle. Your muscle has memory. All right, watch this. Watch this now. Those of you that want to lose weight. Now just watch this now. You go through all the different substances and all the things like that. that You take and you find your body, right? Your body is crying out, first of all. And then it's starting to adjust. Let's raise our Bibles, make our declaration. We're talking about divine recovery, but specifically we're dealing with breaking unhealthy soul ties. All right, lift your Bibles. Repeat after me. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I will meditate therein day and night. I will observe to do according to all that is written Therein, for then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell someone I'm getting ready to be blessed. You may take your seats. Amen. First Samuel 30. From the subject divine recovery, but more specifically, breaking unhealthy soul ties. Verse number 7 of chapter 30 says, And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. David's getting ready to do something. He's getting ready to handle this situation right here. Amen. That had, that had been taken from him. He's, a get, he's getting ready now to handle this issue. Verse 8. And David inquired at the Lord saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, God answered him and said, Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Yeah. It says there, 
that over there in verse number 17, and David smote them from the twilight even to the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men, which rode upon camels and ran and fled. Uh, and David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that had uh, that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And then I'll just go ahead and get 20. And David took all the flocks and the herds, which they drave before those other cattle, uh, other cattle and said, this is David's spoils. Now, as we look at this, of course, we see uh, what had happened uh, to David and his men, uh, that they had uh, been things that belonged to them. And David specifies that the, the wives and the sons and the daughters uh, had been taken and, and things have been burned um, and uh, just stolen and taken from them. Nothing, uh, the children and the wives, they were not destroyed, uh, but they were taken. And the Bible says that David went to the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. He prayed and asked the Lord, Can, what do you want me to do about this? Uh, do you want me to go after them? Do you want me to pursue? And David heard the answer from the Lord. And the Lord says, uh, pursue. Yes. And he told him to recover all. Uh-huh. Bible goes on and says that David went into battle. Yes, he, he went into battle. He handled his business. He had already put on his ephod. He had already put on his priestly garment as before he went to the Lord to prepare things. And then the Bible says when they went to war, after David gave the command and they went to war, that they had destroyed the Amalekites. There were about 400 of them that got away and ran. God bless you. Got away and ran. But then the Bible says that David recovered all. He recovered all. Amen? He recovered all. Which, which indicates that there's some stuff that he had to face that was taken from him. Some issues happened where things were taken from him. Amen? And then he had to recover it. Got permission from the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. The Lord says, go after it, man, and get it. Hallelujah. And because God's given us this word at this time, I believe it's a prophetic word. And that God is saying to us as a people, pursue and recover all. Amen? Pursue and recover all. Go get it. You might have to fight for it, but get it. Amen. You, you may have to go to war about some matters, but get it. War may not feel good, but we're well equipped for war. Amen. Amen. Come on, just tell somebody we're soldiers. Amen. I remember coming up in, in church and I was in the little choir. I was, I was coming up in church, Calvary Baptist Church, and I remember coming up in church. I was in the little choir, and the little choir's name was the Calvaryettes. The Calvaryettes. And uh, there was a song that we used to sing, that we are soldiers in the army. Y'all remember? Yeah. We are soldiers in the army, in the We've got to fight. Although, though we, yeah, we've got to hold it up. The blood stain that we've got to hold it up. (laughs) Yeah, uh huh. 
Some of y'all came up in the same church I went to. Right? We used to sing that song. Right? And we and, 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 and the reality is we are soldiers. Amen. We're soldiers in this. And as we're soldiers, Paul teaches us that we can't have distractions. As we go to battle, we can't have any distractions. We gotta be able to go, you know, we can't be so caught up in the affairs of the world and caught up in all this stuff. No. When it's time to recover all, it's time to go to war. You know what I mean? It's time to get down. All right. We're going to fight. And trust me now, you might get hit. But that's okay. Come on. We got the shield of faith. Come on. We got the shield of faith. We got the whole armor of God on. We got the shield of faith so we can quench those darts. You know what I mean? Nonetheless, though, when a dart hit you, you feel the impact. But my point is, we're soldiers. And as we are soldiers, there's a mindset that we have. Okay? We're in this to win this. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, so with this, dealing with breaking unhealthy soul ties... Let's dig further now, because if God tells David he can recover all, to pursue and recover all, then that's a word to us. That we can pursue and recover. How much? All. All. Now, what is a soul tie? A soul tie, a soul tie or soul ties are unions that are created that knit things and people together. Soul tie. Unions that are created that knit things and people together. It's the joining together of two or more entities to make one. To make one. Now, those of you who have already been sitting in the class on Wednesday nights, uh, let's, I'm going to ask that you would hear this again for the first time. Amen. Ask that you would allow me to bring everyone else up to speed. And as you allow me to do this, don't check out, though, because you may hear some things along the way that you missed. Okay, But it's a joining of together of two or more entities to make one. I had the class on Wednesday to write two words down. And the one word is bond. It's to bond things together. And then I'm going to ask that right next to bond, you can go ahead and put a backslash and then write the word bound. Bound. Hallelujah. I believe this is a message that our church needs to hear. Yeah. Soul ties are unions that are created that knit things and people together. And as it relates to unhealthy soul ties, there are some things that we are, that people are connected to and knit to 
that bring you down, that, that take away from your life, that destroys things in your life, that causes your life, here's what I'm after, that causes your life to be fragmented. Because we have come in contact with things and people and we've established ties with things and people. And when we try to walk away or move away from things and people to go to something else, then we find out that we are connected to something else. But we're still connected to that thing that we tried to walk away from. Because of a soul tie. Yeah. It bonds you, causes you then to be bound together. The unique thing about a soul tie, that even though it talks about a bond that is created, watch this. There is a flip side of it that really speaks to the idea that once we have created numbers of soul ties... We realize that it's hard, it's hard to stay bonded to the right thing. In fact, it's hard to stay bonded to anything. The more soul ties that there are, it makes it more difficult for there to be a bond anywhere. It's easier to keep moving. And as a result, here's what happens. As a result, our souls, because we're so connected to so many things, part of us, part of our soul is over in California. Part of it's down, come on, down in Florida. Some of it's up in, in, uh, Canada. Some of it's in, uh, Illinois. It's, we, we're, we're so many places because we've connected with so many things and so many people. And the strange thing and interesting thing about a soul tie is that especially when it comes down to people, I'm gonna get into it in a second, come down to people, when you choose to separate from a person of which you have a soul tie with, even if they are long distance away from you, even though there is a separation of flesh, there is still this yearning, this longing, this connection with that individual. I need y'all to hear me. There is a connection there. And even, watch this, even if you are separated, watch it, by someone, if you are told to separate, to move apart, and two pieces of flesh are separated, one on this side, one on the other side, here's what happens when there's a soul tie. That there will be Ways and means that will be devised to see the other person. Yeah, there'll be ways. There'll be, there'll be things that will be conjured up 
to see the other person. Can I get real for a second? We as a people, especially these highly, highly holy people. And here's what I mean. I mean, when I, no, don't, let me, let me, no, I don't want to say holy because I want to use it wrong. These highly developed religious people or that spirit, that religious spirit in people. We have to be careful about what we're pointing at and what we're looking at when it comes down to people. Because you can see with your eyes that these two people or three people or whatever it is should not be together. You can see clearly there is no doubt in your mind that these people should not be together. I need you all to hear me. You can see that it is a highly volatile relationship. It is not healthy at all. You see that. Right? You can see it. I mean, you don't have to have a science degree. You can see this. Right? That they should not be together. Because this guy can't keep his hands off of her. He keeps hitting her. Okay? But you're trying to tell her to leave. Because you know with your natural eye, it is unhealthy. Okay, y'all don't have to say amen yet. Okay. It is, you know it's unhealthy. Okay. And then you take her and you tell her, girl, you need to get away from him. He's no good for you. Right? And you know, you know that's not a good situation. Dude all upside her head. You know that ain't right. Amen. Can y'all give me amen on that one? (laughs) Y'all scared. You know that's not right. You know it's not right. Right? But then she breaks down and she says to you, but he loves me. Go ahead. Do what you normally do. Go ahead. Say, you, you know, right? Go ahead. Do what you normally do. She crazy. I know. I know. She might be for real. Okay. But what we do is we stand in this position of pointing our finger and we're very easily, we can detect it, right? And then we tell her to leave him, but she says that she loves him and he loves her, right? And, 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 and she can't leave him. You think she's crazy, but you think she's just supposed to leave. Right, church? Let me help y'all. She should leave. In case y'all think I'm going to say something. No, she should walk. Dude should leave her alone. She should walk. But here is my point. It is not as easy as your eyes see. Many times we miss. It's not right at all that situation. But many times we misunderstand soul ties. She don't like getting hit upside her head. She does not like the black eye. She does not like it. She does not like the pain, no matter what people think. 
She just does not know how to get away. Because there's a soul tie that has caused her to be bound to him. So she is willing now to take the hit for love or what she thinks is love. There's a soul tie. So we as religious people, we got to be careful pointing at stuff because it's so easy for you in that situation. But what about in your situation? Why can't you stop? We can call that one out because, hey, that's clear to see. But what about yours that's not so clear to see? What about your personal struggle that no one else has been allowed to look at and to interview and to judge? Because a soul tie says two becomes one. I can get you right now. Right? Some of y'all can finish the song. What's the next word? I know you know. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. Because when it's cold outside, got the money. Okay? Now, you know, that's generational. All right? I'm not too connected right now with songs of the day, you know. I did another one. For those who weren't here, I did another one. I said, wow, wow, wow. Right? Some of y'all would have gone, ooh. I've been really... Trying to hold back this. Right? Right? It'll take you to the moment. It'll take you to the place. Y'all better stop it. And my generation calls that real music. I ain't saying it is or not. I'm just saying that's what we call it. Let's get it on. All right. Now, now, now that's funny, right? That's real funny. But it connects a lot of people to certain places and things, come on, and happenings. Amen. See, and we're connected soulishly to it. Yeah. 
Now, when I'm, when I'm talking in terms of soul ties, I'm really talking about a connection pr- primarily and predominantly in the area of emotions. In the area of emotions. That there is a blending and that there is a union emotionally with people and things. And so while we're trying to move forward, we can't get over backwards. We can't get over certain things. Let's, let's, let's just go here. The person who's dealing with uh, an alcohol issue. We call it substance abuse. And then we call it addiction. Right? We call it addiction. All right. And then we look at it, we examine it, that there's something in there that causes them to be knit to that thing. Okay. They're knit to it. They're one with it. They're stuck to it. Right. They're stuck to it. And so while you tell them that they need to stop drinking, they cry and weep because they know they should. You tell them they should stop smoking, taking a hit. Right? You tell them that and they weep and cry because they want to stop. You tell them that it's killing them, it's bringing them down. And then they tell you, okay. I heard one guy told me, I can stop anytime I want. He said, I can stop anytime I want. He said, every year when Lent comes around, I don't drink during Lent season. I said, what do you do after it? Go back to drinking. So you can't stop anything. I said, stop right now, right now, right now, right now, stop. He told me he could, but he didn't want to. Okay. He was stuck to it. There's a tie to this that has gone inside of him and emotionally and mentally There is this wrapping around and this union that he has come or she has come into with that thing. Hello? Person who's been delivered from cocaine has a battle with things that are white. So, because they see sugar or see powder... The memory. Hello? Can I go further with it? When you're dealing with a soul tie, there is, Lord, give me how to say this. There is memory That's placed inside of you soulishly and in your body. That your body has memories. The memories come as a result of this constant development of the thing. It's nothing more than your muscle. Your muscle has memory. 
All right, watch this, watch this now. Those of you that want to lose weight. Now just watch this now. You go through all the different substances and all the things like that that you take, and you find your body, right? Your body is crying out, first of all, and then it's starting to adjust. I dealt with this Wednesday night, okay? And I'm not going to cheat you. We're going to get into this, okay? Friendship, the Bible says that their souls were knit together. Their souls were knit together. And watch the, watch the indication now of this, this souls being knit together at the very end. What does it say? And he loved them at, as his own soul. There's two distinct descriptions of soul. The first one, soul deals with his emotions and in his, 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 his mental faculties and his will yielding. The first soul. Being knit together. The second soul is a description of the man's life. He loved them as his own life, as his own, as if it was him. Their souls were knit together. Soul tie. That's a good, healthy soul tie. Irregardless of all of the inaccurate information about David and Jonathan. That there was something funny about these two fellas. Okay? There's misinformation. If you hear that, I want you to cancel it. If you hear information that saw that, that David and Jonathan were homosexuals, cancel that. That is an evil report. That's an evil report against these two young men. They simply were boys. Okay? They, they were the best of friends. Yes, they were. Yes, Lord. They were the best of friends. I mean, they were tight. Yes. There's a term, I don't like it because it's negative, but it's thick as thieves. Okay. <laughs> Not that they were thieves. I'm just saying, they were tight. All right, now. They had each other's back. They covered each other. Hello? They told each other the truth. They did, even though they covered each other, they told them the truth when the other was messing up. Because a friend does not cover in your wrong. A friend, watch what a friend does. A friend says, I won't let anybody else get at you, but I'm going to get you because I love you. No, that's, they, they, they come straight on up. I'm your friend. I'm going to tell you the truth. I expect you to tell me the truth. Right? So I'm not going to cover you. Go ahead, do your dirt. I got you. No, it ain't that at all. That's not a real friend. A friend loveth at all times. Okay, and that word love is make sure you get what you need. Not everything what you want. Hello. Friends. Real friends. I shared this analogy and I'll share it with you today. The Bible says of Jesus that there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. It makes a distinction between friends and brothers. In the natural, you would think 
right in the natural, right? I mean spontaneously that brothers are, are closer than friends. You would think that because they're blood. They're blood brothers. Watch this. Here's the dynamic of brothers or even sisters. Here's the dynamic. If they're not twins, right? If they're not twins, watch this. One is older than the other. Even twins, they're older. But you know what I mean. One is older than the other, right? And there's one peer group for each. All right? The older one has its peer group. The younger one has its peer group. But it generally does not work where both of them hang together. Because there is this unequalness there. So a lot of brothers and sisters are not friends. Especially growing up. Hello, anybody. They're not friends. They may get along with that, but they're not always friends. Because you can't hang with me at this level. But once we grow up and mature, then brothers can become friends. Because right now, as we're growing up, and we're at a different levels, you cannot hang with me. There's some information that I will not give you. Hello? There's some stuff you won't get from me. You can't handle this. This is for the big boys. Can't give you this piece of info. But watch this now. When we become friends, here's the difference. Friends are equals. We are equals. Which means that there's information that can be shared horizontally here. Y'all with me? Friends. Everybody say this, say this with me. Friendship Friendship. is my choice. choice. Say it again. Friendship Friendship. is my choice. choice. Say it one more time. Friendship Friendship. is my choice. Even though someone may see you as their dear friend or their best friend, that does not mean automatically, come on, that they are your best friend. Y'all with me? Friendship is your choice. It's my choice. I need y'all to get that. Okay, they loved each other as their own soul. They were knit like that. Friendship. Okay, if you have lots of friends, I'm afraid of you. (laughs) If you got like more than two or three friends, I'm concerned. Because if we're friends, watch this, if we are friends and you have other friends, that means that the intimate parts of my life, your friends also have access to that info. And if I am not your friend's friend, then there is an unequalness. In this friendship relationship. Y'all with me? I reserve the right that whoever you, if, 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 if I'm going to be your friend 
and you're going to be mine. I reserve the right, my God, to know who your friends are. You may not like it. It don't matter. Okay. If you're going to be my friend, I have a right to know who are your friends other than me. Because if you're friends with other people who don't like me, then our friendship will be compromised. It will be compromised and I run the risk of suffering damage from my friend, from you. So I need to know who you're friends with. You don't want to tell me? That's fine. Watch this. Watch this. See you later. <laughs> okay, just watch my smoke. You know what I mean? Listen, that's important. It's important because I cannot afford to have my life fragmented. Over this, over my relationship with you. You busting me up. Y'all with me? So what David and Jonathan had as friends, you got to understand, it was no casual friendship. I mean, they were real friends in the essence of the word. They were friends. They loved each other. Amen. Now, I've, I've, I've labored on that because I want you to think in terms of your friends. Yeah, I know our teens and some of our young adults, we call a lot of people our friends. Right, right. I understand what you mean. Okay, but be careful how you forge these relationships. Amen, amen. I'm telling you, because everybody who say that they're your friend, Come on. not your real friend. Because all there, there, all that there has to be done is something crazy to happen to you. And if something crazy and weird happens to you, they have to now make a decision whether they're still going to be your friend or not. And if they can walk just like that, there ought not to be no rumors. With your friend's name all in it. Amen. Amen. Because I'm telling you, what will happen is if you try to forward, you get so tied with someone that you did not interview, that you did not go through the process, that you did not go through some stuff with, I'm trying to tell you, if it has not been proven, you will be left fragmented. They will walk away from you with parts of your life and they're skipping along in life and you're still tied to them. And when you see them, it breaks your heart. 
it hurts you every time you see them. And then when there's someone else with someone else laughing and having a good time, and here you are all broken down because now you're friendless. Yeah. I got to stop, but I'm not finished. Not finished by a long shot. By a long shot. There is a tie that is created amongst friends. Real friends. If you connect with people who are not your real friends, I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's going to leave you fragmented. Okay? But as I'm leaving you today, I'm not going to leave you messed up like this. I want you to know there's a word for that. That even because now some of you may be hearing this after the fact. And you're walking around with that tie right now. You're walking around right now, soul tied to someone who don't even care nothing about you. Can't forgive. You know what I mean? Can't forgive. Hurting all the time. Come on. Wanting something that was not good for you. Hello? Still want it. Still want it. Still want it. Walk in the store and see them. Your whole day gets shattered. You will position yourself to see them. See what they're riding in, who they're riding with, what they got on, how it makes them look. I mean, you're so caught up. That you cannot do anything. It has interrupted your day. Time for divine recovery. Time to get my soul back. Yeah, time time to get my soul back because it is fragmented. And it is everywhere. I'm stopping there. We'll pick up, pick it up and go further next week. I want to, I want to keep it in this setting. I want to keep it in this setting. You don't want to miss the commitments and vows. How you do that with your mouth. Creating a soul tie. You don't want to miss the sexual uh, intimacy in creating a soul tie. I'm trying to tell you. People walking around all over the place with your soul. They done stamp your life. And once they stamp your life, amen, they have a, they have, they have an unhealthy right in your life. Amen. 
You don't know who you are anymore because so much of it has been given away. Oh, yeah. So much has been given away. Amen. I know you don't like it, but it's time to recover, though, what we have lost and what has been taken. That's all I'm saying. Amen. You hear people's voice and you can't hardly take it. Time to get your life back. Amen. Hallelujah. Right where you are. I'm done for the day. Right where you are. Just lift your hand. You ain't got to move. I just feel like there's blood flowing. I just do. I feel like heels and toes have been bruised a little bit. Amen. Lacerations took place. That's all right. I want you to lift your hands right now because it ain't over. It is not over. You may be crying now. Over what has been taken from you. The Bible says when David and when they returned to the camp and seeing that his wives had been taken and seeing that the children had been taken. The Bible says that the people wept so. You may be crying over what has been taken of yours. You may even get mad about it. You may get mad about it. I mean, folks have done you so brutally wrong. They lured you into a trap almost. And now look at you these years later. Look at you. Look at you. You're crying. I know you're crying. Because it hurts when they burn up your stuff and they take parts of your life. You have given them all of this and they have taken it. Taking it and taking it and taking it. And now here you are. Left alone to have to deal with this in your mind. Have to deal with this emotionally. Got to deal with this now. You would love an opportunity to pay back, but you can't pay back. Because some of them you can't even find. can't pay back because you know at this point in time in your life it's not even worth it it hurts so bad sometimes that you pray prayers like David used to pray kill all my enemies yeah yeah it can hurt real real bad But the Bible says that David saw that and they start getting at David. The Bible says when David heard this and saw that, he said, get my ephod. He said, get my ephod. Because for a moment he forgot that he was a priest. For a moment he forgot that he was a king. His pain and what had been taken from him had taken him away from his throne. Had moved him away. Hi-yah-yah-yah. From his priestly order. He said wait a minute. Enough is enough. Get my ephod. Get my robe for me. I need to go before God. Because I need to know if I can pursue them jokers or not. I need to know if I can get back what has been taken from me. I'm tired of crying myself. I'm tired of my people crying. Tired of 
tired of the pain that's persisting. Give me my robe. Give me my ephod. God, can I get my stuff? Can I pursue? Can I go to war over this? And the Lord says, pursue, pursue, pursue. Your tears are about to dry up. Your pain is about to be over. Hallelujah. It's about to be over. Hey, it happened. Now it's time to get back. Hallelujah. It's time to get back. That which is worth recovering. Time to redeem. My God. Hallelujah. That which pertains to my destiny. Thank you Jesus. Getting my life back. I'm getting my mind back. Hallelujah. I'm getting it back. I'm getting my mind. Y'all won't hear me. I'm getting my mind back mind all over the place. I'm getting my mind back. My mind over here, my mind over there, over here, over here. I'm getting my mind back. I'm collecting my mind. I'm getting it back. I'm getting my thoughts. I'm getting my thoughts right. Hallelujah. Getting my thoughts together. I'm not taking any more of those thoughts. I'm getting my thoughts, my real thoughts back together. Getting my mind, my head together. Getting myself together. I think I'm crazy and going crazy sometimes. Hallelujah. I declare I am not crazy. I'm not going crazy. I'm getting my mind back right now. I've done some crazy things. I've thought some crazy thoughts. But that day is done. Hallelujah. Because I'm not crazy. I'm getting my mind back. Getting my soul back. I'm getting my emotions back. Up and down, 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 up and down. Getting my soul back. I'm feeling this way today. Now I'm feeling that way today. I'm extreme this day. I'm extreme in the opposite end the next day. Come in church. I'm tired of running around the church. Dancing like it's my last time to dance. And then the next time I come to church, I just sit on my seat. Feel like I can't even participate. Tired of being this way one day and that way the next. Getting my soul back. Hallelujah. I'm reinforcing my will. I'm getting my will reinforced. Tired of having a passive will yielding here and yielding there. Yielding there. This thing is requiring and asking me of this. I give it there. This one is asking. I yield and give it there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just need to tell some folks, no, straight up and down. I'm not doing it anymore. I just need to just say no and mean it. Hallelujah. I'm backing it up with my actions. I'm reinforcing the gates of my will. I give everybody everything. And here I'm stuck with nothing. For real. Mm 
I'm getting my life back. Getting my soul back. And for this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy, that he might untie, that he might undo what the devil has done. That he might destroy the works of the devil. I will pursue God. I will recover all. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we are. That's the good news. And watch it. Watch this now. In the recovering of it all, there are some spoils. And for your trouble, you shall receive double. Hallelujah. For your pain. Oh my. I need y'all to grab it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to make, make the devil just give it all back. Hallelujah. And then he's going to pay you extra on top of it. Thank you, Jesus. So don't fret. It was what it was. But it shall be what the Lord says. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you now and thank you. Thank you now, God, for your word on this.